Wherever cancer is, Hancock Health will fight. In any part of you and in all corners of East Central Indiana. From Indianapolis to Greenfield to Knightstown to Rushville. From hospital rooms to family rooms, we fight. With technology and medicine. With care backed by the wisdom of Mayo Clinic. For you, for your family, and for your future in Rush County. We fight cancer here. HancockHealth.org slash cancer. It's another day, another group of indictments for Donald Trump. I mean, it's <laughs> handing them out like hop cakes. It's hardly even special or news anymore, right? 93 WIBC is the Kendall and Casey show. I'm Rob. Casey's out today. Ethan Hatcher in for Casey. Isn't that amazing? Like, we say this and we chuckle about it, but it is the, the indictments are so ridiculous now that... Remember when the first one came down, when the Alvin Bragg stuff, this was whatever. It was historic. Right. Oh, my gosh. Like, <laughs> stop everything. The next three days of radio were, oh, my gosh, Trump has been indicted. This is uncharted territory. Now it's like, well, I guess we have to cover it. But it's ridiculous uh-huh. at this point. They are in, they are indicting this guy on the level like Ted Bundy or John Wayne Gacy or Theodore Kaczynski at, the, at this point. I mean, it is just, it is beyond ridiculous. And it's actually, I think, with the public at large, hurting what I think the left is intending to do because you just say there's no way this guy is guilty of 79 different felonies. Is it hurting what they're intending to do? Because that's my remaining question in all this. I agree that it's fundamentally diluting the impact with each additional indictment they pile on. It seems absolutely absurd and and ridiculous, but do they truly intend to somehow take Donald Trump out? Because even were one or multiple of these convictions to stick, he can still run for president. He could be theoretically elected president from a jail cell and pardon himself. As far as I'm aware, <laughs> that's within the realm of constitutional possibility. So, And the more indictments they pile on, the more popularity he seems to gain paradoxically. The Democrats can't be oblivious to this. So that's my, my question to you. Is it really thwarting their intent or do they... Do they want him to gain popularity and truly believe they can steamroll him in the general? It's fascinating how real American society is becoming movies and television shows. Oh, this is this would be a script. This you could absolutely have made a script which says there's a guy who's running for president, a guy who gets convicted of something, and you know there's some wild and wacky you know script where he is elected president from a jail cell and then pardons himself, except it's real life and it might actually and maybe could happen. Look, look, Rob, House of Cards was gripping. This political reality we live through is grating. I would not say these experiences are the same. (laughs) Uh, All right, so four, for those of you keeping track, four more counts on Trump yesterday. This related to the accusations that uh, January 6th, conspiracy, uh, I mean, it it doesn't even matter anymore. It's all stupid and ridiculous. So Trump went... He uh, appeared. He came. He flew from Florida to Washington D.C. He appeared, and then, uh, and then he said this. Well, thank you very much. This is a very sad day for America, and it was also very sad driving through Washington D.C. and seeing the. 
built and the decay and all of the broken buildings and walls and the graffiti. This is not the place that I left. It's a very sad thing to see it. Uh, when you look at what's happening, this is a persecution of a political opponent. This was never supposed to happen in America. This is the persecution of the person that's leading by very, very substantial numbers in the Republican primary and leading Biden by a lot. So if you can't beat him, you persecute him or you prosecute him. We can't let this happen in America. Thank you very you much. Want these, like, you want these trials? President. So I love the way he started that. <laughs> well, look, I mean, again, he should have called it a crap hole country. <laughs> there, there are certain people that it is hard to make a sympathetic figure. Donald Trump is one of them because he well, he's, you know, he's very rich and he invites the fight and, yeah. you know, he uses coarse language and insults people or whatever. But you have made him a sympathetic figure. You have looked at, I think, the average person, even if they don't like him politically. Now, there's some people on the left who are going to whatever, ha- you know, hang him, throw him in jail forever, blah, blah, blah. But the average person looks at this and goes, this is beyond stupid at this point. There are major drug dealers. There are right. violent offenders. Yeah. There are murderers. There are Hunter Bidens. Yes, who are not treated <laughs> as nearly as serious as this guy. Now, Trump, in addition to that little uh, statement that we just played for you, he did go on to a Truth Social Media and uh, and make his thoughts known as he is uh, you know, one to do from time to time. And on the show, uh, Ethan, occasionally when we feel there are very good, used to be tweets, now truths worthy of reading to the public at large, we do that. Uh, We do. I don't know if you're aware, uh, the president once told me that I was terrific. Uh, He did tell me I was a great dream. And he did tell me he wished every interview could be just like the one we were conducting. And so as a lifelong uh, honor of that, I do play Whitney Houston's I Will Always Love You when we read the Trump truths, and I read them in the voice that I believe is going on in Trump's head as his thumbs are pecking out the thoughts in question. Uh, So now with the background, I will again clarify the following truth I'm about to read, all in caps, very odd, makes it much harder to read. I don't know if that's accidental and he's just an old man who can't figure out his phone. I also don't know if this is intended to yell at everyone, which is all caps. However, I'm not going to yell, even though this is in all caps. I believe we laid the framework. Kevin, if you would please. Considering the fact that I had to fly to a filthy, dirty, falling apart, and very unsafe Washington, D.C. today, and that I was then arrested by my political opponent, who is losing badly to me in the polls, Crooked Joe Biden, it was a very good day! Exclamation point. That's it. Dirty falling apart, Washington D.C. It was. It's great. I was arrested. He could be talking it was about a, Indianapolis. I just love that. I was arrested. It was a very good day. <laughs> uh, so to one, but, of, it, but it is Rob. He's not wrong. He has made. He has fundraised millions of dollars from this. Yeah, and uh, and I will say he this. He has dominated the polls because of this. I will say this from experience. Uh, there are certain people who thrive on chaos. And there are certain people, me, the meaner you are to them, the better they perform. And Trump is one of these people. Trump thrives on chaos and adversity and his back being up against the wall. And he has his entire life. It's not just as a, as a politician. It's true as a, a business person. So you're, you're right in the sense I think he gets. Now, I don't think he gets joy out of the fact that he 
recognizes the cards are stacked against him and he might go to federal prison. But I think there's a huge part of him that embraces this and says, I'm the center of attention and I'm the lead story on every newspaper in America and I'm the lead story on every talk radio station in America and I'm the lead story on every news channel in America. And that's what Trump's always craved. He always has craved the the spotlight. Ego, absolutely. Okay, so Alina Habba, she is Trump's legal spokesperson. I thought this was brilliant. This is a little longer than the clips we normally play, but this is really, really well done with specifics about how everything done against Trump has been done to distract from the Hunter Biden crime family and how these indictments against Trump conveniently always seem to time up with something happening with Hunter or Joe Biden. This is the Biden political lawfare that we have seen time and time again. It is a deflection from everything that they have done. And if you don't believe me, look at the facts. On March 17th, Hunter accidentally admits that it was his laptop from hell. The next day, DA Alvin Bragg indicts President Trump. June 8th, an FBI document is released showing that the Ukrainians paid the Biden crime family millions and millions of dollars. The next day, the Mar-a-Lago raid and the Mar-a-Lago indictment. Last week, Hunter Biden's sweetheart plea deal fell through when the judge realized it had blanket immunity. The following day, a superseding indictment against Donald Trump. July 31st, Devin Archer goes to testify in front of the House. That was only after they failed to put him in jail prior to the fact. What happens the next day? The January 6th indictment that we're here for today. This is not a coincidence. This is election interference at its finest against the leading candidate right now for president for either party. President Trump is under siege in a way that we have never seen before. President Trump and his legal team and everyone on his team will continue to fight, not for him, but for the American people. Look, when she lays it out, it's pretty compelling that things always seem to happen to Trump right around or after Hunter or Joe Biden are back in the news for some scam or scheme or shenanigans. So theoretically, this could all be just retribution for the crimes committed by Hunter Biden. It's Joe Biden scheming and manipulating the Justice Department, which should be a sacrosanct institution in order to satisfy his own thirst for revenge, which, if true, would be extraordinarily perverse. Worse.